0: Judah and Israel just a small piece of land but the location is a prime place for a superhighway, which means they would get steamrolled from time to time by the powers that be and one of those powers that be was Babylon what we know as uh, present-day Iraq and Babylon came and destroyed Jerusalem and when they destroyed Jerusalem They didn't take all the people into deportation and back to Babylon. They just took the cream of the crop, people like you, some of you. I'll let you decide if you're going to go to Babylon or not. Uh, Captivity sounds pretty bad, but as it turns out, for those in captivity, it wasn't all that bad. Babylon was quite the place. Lovely gardens, theater, nice uh, restaurants, sporting events, nice. But then a man named Cyrus steamrolled over Babylon and decreed that the people of God could return, could return home. And the prophet Isaiah understood all of this as coming from God. God is paving the way to come back home. Come on, let's go. Come on, come on, come, come on. As it turns out, it is difficult to get people who have been away from home back home. Just try telling a Yankee from Scranton or Minneapolis or Sioux City to go back home. They don't want to go. Turns out 36 hours of snow is far better than what they had it up there. Keeps the foreigner in the foreign land. And so it is that the people of God needed a little encouragement to return home. From Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 7, hear the word of God. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Saba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up and to the south. Do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You see, encouragement comes in the form of a love song. Do not fear. I have called you by name. You are mine. I will with, be with you on your way back home. Home. I am imagining is less an address in Nashville in this case, and more, more about finding yourselves, your hands and your hearts in the hands and hearts of God. This is about relationship. This text is very personal. Most of the time in the Bible, when you see the word you, it means you all or y'all, right? But this is, in Isaiah, second person singular. I love you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. You are mine. This is relationship. And I think there may be a problem with the relationship. The time in Babylon has caused a separation from home. The home of the relationship. Do you understand? Often you can be in a relationship, but your priorities lie elsewhere. I mean, your heart is elsewhere. We all know that the stresses and strains of the day-to-day can set our hearts in the worries of the world And we are stressed out, and while love is all around us, love is all around us, our nervous systems are on overdrive, and we cannot take it in the love. That's why God orders us to take a Sabbath. And we're terrible at following God's orders, God's mandates, electing to have our own freedoms, but God doesn't make a law just to make a law. you got to do this. No. The Sabbath is a gift for us so that we can unplug and fall in love again. Fall in love with God and everyone else. (laughs) I've told you I find it interesting that every time Beth and I go on vacation get away from it all, we do things like hold hands in the grocery store. We fall in love. we've always been in love, but we're just, just, just taking away the stresses and the strains, just getting away from it all and when I mean that, I mean you all. Um, <laughs> just getting away, and it just relaxes the soul, and, and we're so much in love, and my humor, you think is pretty good here, but on vacation it's just it's amazing. <laughs> I'm a laugh a minute, I'm told. But love is there all the time, but life can be so filled with the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, you can't see a thing. You don't know the thing that will get you through the fires and the floods, and the joys and the sorrows, the sickness and the health, the plenty and want. I love you. You are precious in my sight. I will be with you. The call on Isaiah from Isaiah, from God, is to come home. And it seems the problem is that few are able to take God up on the offer. How are you this morning on taking God up on the offer? Maybe you're in a place where you don't even want to think about going home. You can't think of it. Maybe you're like that prodigal that has found there's a life that comes with a disco ball and a drink in hand. There are so many things that we can become addicted to in this world. Addicted to money and career. You can be addicted to worries and frustrations. You can come to worship, but you're not really in worship. The word of thanks on your lips, but not in your heart, because your mind is on Monday morning. God can say it. Don't be afraid. You're mine. I will be with you through the rivers and the fire. I'm here. I love you. God can say it, but you can't hear it. I think that's why the father in that story just stayed at home. Didn't send out a search party for that prodigal. For the father knew he'd be wasting his time. His words would never register. Just wait. Just wait. He'd wait for his son, always turning his eyes to the horizon, just hoping that one day, one day, his son might hit rock bottom and come home. You're mine. Come home. I love you. Come home. I suspect some of you can identify with that plea. You've got someone in your heart, someone who's at the top of your prayer list. You're praying, you're praying, you're praying, your deepest desire, your pleading hope, the anguish of your heart resonates with the heart of God. I will give anything for you if you just come home. The cry is constant, but then again, most people have to hit rock bottom before they make their way home. Blessed are you for praying and praying and praying and praying, for you have the heart of God. But then maybe your life has less drama than all that. In fact, a little drama in your life might be exciting. Your life may be a little more mundane. Monday looks like Tuesday. Tuesday looks like Wednesday. Wednesday looks like Friday. Friday looks like Thursday. Thursday looks like Tuesday. Monday looks like Sunday. The rut of it all hypnotizing to the soul. And just fall asleep to the depth of love that is calling your life into new journeys. Maybe your life isn't in a rut. Maybe you're just done. Just given up. The Greek word is Acadia. Translated in the English as slothfulness, but that's not what it is. It's not slothfulness. It's, I don't care. It's been called one of the deadliest of the deadly sins. What do you think? When you can no longer love. I don't care. It happens. It happens. It happens to the best of us. T.J. preached last week on Elijah. Elijah. If ever there was one who was home with God, it was Elijah. Elijah was one who could, well, if there was a drought in the land forever and ever a drought, Elijah was the one who'd pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray for what? And then a cloud no bigger than a human hand and Elijah saw it and he'd say, you better watch out. That cloud, it's going to be a gully washer. It's the answer to prayer. Elijah, so connected to God. Elijah, the one who could rain fire down from heaven, so connected to God. But as we heard last week, Elijah, for some reason, his ministry, done, over, put a fork on me, I'm done. And he went out to the desert to die. Just so happened that the place that he decided to die was the place of Jacob's ladder. The place where the angels came up and down the ladder. And wouldn't you know it, An angel came to Jacob and kicked him and said, You get up. You're not done. Keep going on the journey. And Elijah goes to the Mount of God, the place of Moses and the law, the place of fire and thunder and lightning. And what happened? God wasn't in the wind. God wasn't in the earthquake. God wasn't in the fire. But God was in a still, small voice. In the Hebrew, the word is that like the sound that snow makes when it falls. Didn't you see that this week? Didn't you hear that this week? It's a sound of grace. It covers everything. It even made garbage cans look pretty. <laughs> I created you. I love you. It's time to. Come home, you are my child, my beloved. In you I am well pleased. The point is, is that home is no distance at all. You may know that. And if you do, if you do know that, look around you. And tell someone you love them. And you can tell them that in so many ways. And in your love, they will find the love of God. So many people need to find their way home.